God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Watch this. And that you may continue to believe. Continue to believe, Chris. Amen. Never stop believing. Susan, never stop believing in the Son of God. Amen. Reynolds, never stop believing in the Son of God. No matter who comes and preaches another gospel, no matter who comes and says something else, we know that our faith is simply in the Son of God and His name is Jesus. Amen. The giver of life. Period. Eyes on the prize. We can have peace tonight. We can rest tonight. No matter, I'm telling you, I can't say enough. No matter what goes on in the world, our peace and our rest is in Jesus. The only time you begin to get restless and lose peace is when you get your eyes off the cross. When you begin to, to think about, and we've been talking about this a lot, you know, what have I done wrong and what have I not fixed and what have I not got right and where have I failed and where have I lacked? And when we begin to do all that, we are not looking at the cross. Now, it does not mean that God does not expect things of us and doesn't want us to walk in holiness and doesn't want us to do right. But when you begin to get your eyes off the cross, that's exactly what the devil wants. Amen. And then you begin to begin, begin to become have a form of religiousness, which is 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 acts and and works. And every time the devil starts coming to you and begins to what condemn you, you know that condemnation does not come from God. The Bible says in Romans eight very clearly, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who believe that Jesus is the son, that Jesus is life, there's no condemnation in them. So if you're being condemned tonight and you're being restless tonight, that is not God. That is the devil, the father of all lies. Amen. And if you are feeling that way, you need to tell the devil right now, get out, get out of my mind, get out of my dreams, get out of my thoughts, get out of my life. I have life tonight in the son of God, the Savior, the Lord, the soon coming King, the Master, the Savior, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Devil, the one who has the keys to death, hell and the grave. That's my Lord. That's my God. That's my Savior. Get out. I'm going to have peace. I'm going to have joy and I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in God because it's not about what I can do or what I have done. It is about what he already did. Praise God. Amen. It's about what he already did. Devil tries to come and say, hey, remember that? Hey, Jesus already took care of that. Jesus already died for that. And like I told you last week, that sin is as far as the east is from the west. That sin is down in the sea below the farthest place the ocean can go. It's forgotten. Amen. Amen? Put it back on him. So it says that. So what do we got to do tonight? Continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Continue to believe. If you don't get anything else out of this, just look at the person next to you. Say tonight you need to continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. 
Now, there's some religions that have a problem with the Son of God. But the Bible says that life is in the Son of God. Right? Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Actually, yeah, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. I'll read this other part so you don't have to go there. I want to read something out of Revelation chapter 1. Go ahead and go to Hebrews. Who is Jesus? Who is this name? I am he who lives and was dead. Listen, I want to remind you tonight that religion is dead. Jesus is alive. Religion is dead. Jesus is alive. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Isn't that what the angel said? Why are you looking in a tomb for somebody who's dead when you should be looking where the people that are that are alive. Jesus is not in the tomb tonight. Jesus is the only. Uh, someone was, we were talking about this last week. Someone was witnessing to somebody. And they began to say, do you realize that all the prophets and all the other religions never claim to be the son of God and never claim to be the savior? And that they only call themselves prophets. Right. And we said, yep, that's exactly what we know. That Jesus is the only one who's ever said, I am he that was dead, but now live. Because all the other gods are in the ground. All the other gods are philosophies. But Jesus, come on people. Jesus is not in the grave. Jesus is not on the, on the earth. Jesus is in the Father's right hand interceding for us because he went down to hell and defeated death. And defeated the grave. And he says, I am he who lives and was dead. Was dead. People can stay in dead religion if they want. But we serve a God who's alive. We serve a God who already went to death for us. And paid the price. And listen, it says, I am he. I love that. He don't even have to say his name. He says, I am he. I am the son of God. I am he who lives and was dead. Watch this. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. So if Jesus is alive forevermore, me and you are going to live forevermore because he died so we could live. He was dead. He's alive. And he says, amen. Jesus says, amen. That means so be it. And then he says, and I have the keys of Hades and of death. I have the keys. There's nobody else in the world who has the keys, just Jesus. So how do we stay resting and how do we stay in peace? We keep our eyes on the sun. We continue to believe. We never stop believing who Jesus is. Okay? All hell can break loose in the world around us. All kinds of things can be seen. All kinds of things can be heard. All kinds of things can be said. All kinds of things can be done. But we rest in the fact that we know who the Son of God is. Amen? And we continue to believe who He is. Let's look at verse 1 of chapter 4 of Hebrews. Give me an amen if you're there. Therefore, since a promise remains... Of entering his rest. Now I want to say something before we read on. 
This is a dual rest. This is a rest, obviously, when we get to heaven. But it's also a rest on this earth. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to rest. We can rest right now. And I don't mean rest from serving God. I don't mean rest from outreaching. I don't mean rest from praying. I don't mean rest from worshiping or working or all the obvious things that we're supposed to do. I'm talking about a rest in your spirit. How many have come to find that if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, even when things are very restless, your spirit can be at rest? That's what I want you to see tonight. That's what I want you to get tonight. Paul and Silas were in prison. They had been beaten. They had been abused. They were locked up. But something inside of them had rest. Because they knew Jesus had already defeated those chains. They knew Jesus had already defeated the situation. And they were at rest. So he says there's a promise that remains of entering his rest. But it says, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Now, we might see that and go, okay, where where do I lack? What did I fail on? I want you to understand, just to make this simple, this is about belief and unbelief. Period. Okay? Faith comes down to belief. Those who are going to go to heaven, those who are going to be saved... And those who are going to have rest eternal are those who believe. Not up here, in here. Believe. That's why it says continue to believe he is the son of God. For indeed, verse 2, the gospel was preached to us as to them. Watch this. But the word which they heard did not profit them. The word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So there's a whole lot of people who hear the word, but don't believe. You can be at rest tonight in your spirit and in your heart and in your mind if you know that you know inside that you believe. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. For we who have believed, watch this. We who have believed do what? Do enter that rest. As he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Guess who they is? Anybody who does not believe. It's simple. People try to complicate the gospel. It's simple. Believers and unbelievers. Not not how many people pray or how many times people go to church or how much they tithe or, or what the church name. None of that stuff. Believers and unbelievers. Because obviously if you're a believer, you're going to do all the things God asks you to do. It's, it's about belief. Listen, you cannot be sitting here tonight in this place and claim to be a Christian if you don't believe. That's why it's not about where you don't call yourself a Christian, even though it's in the Bible. Call yourself a believer. Because it said there in 1 John 5, continue to, it didn't say continue to call yourself a Christian. 
It didn't say continue to do religious acts. It said continue to what? Believe. 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 You wake up in the morning and you say it's about the cross. You go to sleep at night and you say, Lord, my faith is in the cross. And what you did on the cross, not a physical cross, not a cross on your wall, the work that the Lord did on the cross. Amen. I don't have to have a cross around my neck. I don't have to have a cross on the wall. The cross is in my spirit. The work he did on the cross is in my spirit. And I know that he is the reason the son of God on that cross is the reason I'm saved. Period. You cannot add to that. You cannot take away from that. Okay. So it says, I swore they would not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, meaning everything was done that needed to be done. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, talking about finishing his work of creation. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, he says, they shall not enter my rest. Who? Unbelievers. Now he's talking about, before we read a few more verses here, he's talking about trying to go into Canaan. The Israelites, when they were not allowed to go into Canaan because they did not what? Believe that they could take the land. They sent the spies in and only two, Joshua and Caleb, did what? Believed. Everyone else said, no, I don't believe. And so right now, listen, listen good. As we enter in these times that we're living in right now, there is a separation happening every day between the true church and the fake church. And it's called believers and unbelievers. Period. That we would begin to, as unbelievers, would begin to believe other things or, or stray away from the faith or begin to believe in other things or begin to hear the, the, demon, the doctrines of demons. The Bible says don't fall for those doctrines of demons. Doc, I didn't write that. The Bible, doctrines of demons. Amen. Books that are added, things that are added. It's all about the cross, period. How many get that tonight? I'm trying to help you to understand how you can rest because you're going to fail everywhere else. But if you believe and continue to believe the work that Jesus did on the cross, you can have peace. Okay. So then it says in verse six, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, talking about rest. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of what? Disobedience. That's the same as unbelief. And he designates a certain day, saying in David, today, after such a long time, as it has been said, today, here's, here's, here's the key, today, if you will hear his voice, what does he say not to do? Do not harden your hearts. I sent out a verse this week that said, render your hearts. Render your hearts unto the Lord. Separate. Keep Keep everything off of your heart. Keep your spiritual heart clean. Don't let things cling to it that are worldly and ungodly and disobedient and of disbelief. When those things that cut, cut, render, keep your heart clean. Keep your heart pure. 
I'm telling you, I thank God for my pastor who all the years that he taught me and discipled me, he made it simple and it's never left my heart, my mind and my spirit. He says, keep your heart pure. That's the key. Render your heart unto God. Keep your heart pure. Don't allow disbelief. Don't allow fear. Don't allow anger. Don't allow unforgiveness. Don't allow sin. Don't allow things. Don't allow anything to enter in and contaminate your spiritual heart of belief in the pure gospel of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you, period. That's how you stay in rest and peace, that you keep your heart pure. He says, don't harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, meaning if he could have done it on his own, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Now watch this, verse 9. There remains therefore, and if you have a pen, a rest, underline that, a rest for the people of God. A rest. God wants us to rest in him right now. Listen to the word of the Lord. Listen to the voice of God. I want you to rest. I just want you to rest in me. I want you to have peace in me. Who's the peace? Jesus. Rest in me. Have peace in me. Trust in me. For he, verse 10, who has entered his rest, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. We can, we can cease from our works. We can rest. God rested, we can rest. Now again, we know there's an eternal rest that we're looking for. We're looking and waiting for that time when we don't have to believe anymore. There'll be a time when we graduate and we won't have to believe anymore because we'll be there. That's the day we should be looking forward to is the day we don't have to get up and believe anymore. We will be already in his presence. We will be already with the one who is the peace giver. Amen. We should be longing for that day to not have to worry about this world anymore and just eternally rest with God. But until we do, he says we can rest now. Wouldn't it be a great witness to your friends, your family, and your co-workers and all the people around you is if they could just see in you, why are you so restful? Every day, listen, every day that goes by that we live on this earth, that Jesus tarries and we continue on this earth, whether it's a one or a thousand, every day that goes by, God wants us to walk in his rest. And as we walk in his rest, he wants people to be able to see our rest and say, why are you so at peace? What, what do you have? I have Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about, no, I have Jesus, not religion, that's dead. I have Jesus who is alive. I have Jesus who has the keys to death, hell, and the graves. Not religion, I have Jesus. I have peace because he's already overcome everything I can face tonight. He's already overcome every fear. He's overcome every lie. He's already overcome every sickness. He's already overcome everything I can face tonight, and I rest in Jesus. I rest in him who is our peace. Verse 11, therefore, let us be diligent 
Look at this. To enter that rest. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of what? Unbelief or disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Now watch this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's why you keep your heart pure. Something tries to come up. Nope. Push it off. Anger. Nope. Someone make you try to unfor- be, have unfor- Nope. Gossip. Nope. Amen. Nothing. Keep it off. Walk around like the security guards of the Pope. Slap the hands down. <laughs> Slap the hands down. Nope. Can't touch me. Can't touch me. MC Hammer made a lot of money saying, can't touch this. Hey, can't touch this. Keep it off. I remember one time in a discipleship, Pastor Jones says, you need to learn to do this. Just let it go. You want to stay saved? Just let it go. Let it go right by. Don't lose. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your peace. Don't lose your rest over whatever else is going on around you. I'm above that. I'm above that. I don't need that. You can have that if you want. You want to be miserable? Go find some other company. Because I'm not going to be miserable with you. I'm a child of the living God, and I'm just waiting on my train to come by so I can go be with my Lord. You ain't taking me down. Keep your heart pure. Amen? That's why the Bible says we are not of this world. You need to remind yourself. You need to look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am a royal priesthood. I am a chosen generation. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not below. I am more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. I can do all things in Jesus Christ who gives me strength. And there is no creature, verse 13, hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of, t- of him to whom we must give account. So we read that and we go, oh Lord, that should make me nervous. No, that should make me understand that I need to rest in the cross. When I realize that I, and I've said that to you guys over and over again, you can fool your mama, you can fool your daddy, you can fool your husband, you can fool your wife, you can fool everybody, but you cannot fool God That ought to make you realize, God, I need to rest in you because if I rest in me, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. He sees it all. So I say, Lord, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the work that you did on that cross. Thank you for dying for me. Amen? And watch this. Who's this Jesus? Seeing that we have a great, this ought to get somebody excited, a great high priest. Not someone walking around with white clothes today on the earth. A high priest. Not someone that the world elevates. Because remember, he became low, he became poor. He became nothing. Let, let, the, let the world leaders today have their time. Let them have their time. Because Jesus it already went low. Jesus rode in on a donkey. Jesus was born in a manger. 
Jesus did all the low stuff. He came and did all that. So when he comes back, he can come back as the king of glory. Amen. Amen. He's going to come back as the king of glory. That's our Lord. That's our Savior. I want to remind you again tonight, and I'm going to say this again, I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart, every word in this Bible, I believe I'm saved. I believe I'm delivered. I believe I'm going to heaven. I believe my name's in the book of life. I believe when that trumpet sounds, I'm gone. I believe everything the Bible says. Amen? Every single word of it. But when you really begin to think about the Bible, and if you were just to pull back and say, okay, even if this was not the truth, it's the greatest story ever told. If you really just stood back and said, let me just look at these religions. Let me just look at how this works. If I put my faith in some man who does everything I do, and I put my faith in some institution, or I put my faith in some prophet, or I put my faith in what I can do, or whatever it is, when you look at the story of the gospel, what an amazing, amazing story. That he being perfect came down and became sin for us. The gospel is the most beautiful. Besides the fact that it's the truth, it's the most beautiful story ever told. Even if it wasn't the truth, that's why it's the number one bestseller in history. Because the story cannot be matched. No one could make it up. All these other things don't really make sense. But when you begin to think of it, that's why, that's why they said the cross is foolishness for those who don't believe and those who perish. But for those who believe, it is salvation. For those who believe, it is, the, it is power and it is salvation. Because we believe it because it's so simple. He came and took my place. He died for me. God did, not a man. God died for me. Y'all realize that? It's not a man. It's God. Buddha did not die for anybody. Muhammad's dead. Joseph Smith is dead. Hardy Krishna's dead. They all died. They all have followers. They all have believers. They all have people who quote them and read their books, but they're all dead. But Jesus is alive forevermore. Forevermore. He already defeated death. He has the passageway. He has the keys to eternal life. And all he says, I want you to do is believe in the Son. So he says, look at this. Let's close with this. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. How are we going to get up to heaven in the rapture? Jesus already did it. It's already been walked. Jesus, now we see the name, the son of God. Let us hold fast our what? Confession. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. 
but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. What a story. So then he says, now let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I rest, musicians, you can come. I rest in Jesus. I rest in the Son. I rest in the cross. I am that I am. I have defeated death. I've already been there. I've already done that. I am that I am. I have the keys. I, listen, he's been to hell for us. He came from heaven for us. Listen, he's done it all. He's been to hell for us so we didn't have to go. He came from heaven so we know we can go there. He walked this earth just like we did. He went through all the temptations we did. He went through all the pain we did. He went through all the sin we did. Every sin you've ever done, ever thought, or ever going to do, he took on the cross for you. It is, and when he said those words, it is finished. I can't speak for you, but I don't have a head knowledge of Jesus tonight. I have a relationship. I have a faith in my heart that he did what he said he did and that he is who he says he is. And he who believes in the Son of God shall have eternal life. So you need to get those little verses memorized in your head for the next time that stinking devil comes to try to tell you you're not worthy. And when he does, you say, you're right, devil. I'm not worthy. But I am under the blood of the I am. I am under the blood of the great high priest. I am under the blood of the Son of God. And it's not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that I come into the throne room of grace boldly. Because Jesus has already been there. As we close, your eyes tonight, I want to read this to you again. I want you to listen to this powerful verse again as I read it again. And this is the testimony. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. This life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who believes in Jesus is alive. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know listen good that you may know not wonder know that you may continue sorry that you may know that you have eternal life you want to know believe in the Son you want to be sure believe in the Son you want to have no doubt put your faith in the Son and then he says and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Father,